James, I hear, I hear that you love delivery companies. This is what I've been given to understand. Is that accurate? Yes. Uh, I mean, I just had to go and retrieve a package from a, lo- a random laundrette down the street uh, because of <laughs> my wonderful. That, okay, to backtrack slightly, yeah. I, I, I have been. Is this just a Scottish thing? People people <laughs> deliver things to laundrettes. That's that's how it works. I, well, I'm assuming the UPS has been taken over by some kind of crime empire, and there's this distribution. Well, anyway, uh, I've been preparing my merchandise for WWDC <laughs> because, of course, all apps need. Could wide... you say merchandise a little more sketchily, please? <laughs> my <laughs> merchandise. Things that I will be handing out. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just, every, everything sounds bad when you say it this way. Yeah, now, now that you mention it. Anyway, I was getting some uh, stickers, uh, laptop stickers made up, and it's one of those things where you're monitoring the delivery page and you don't know how, exactly what time something's supposed to be arriving. Uh, and then... Um, you get the package could not be delivered because you weren't in. And it's like, mm-hmm. I work from home. I'm in my house pretty much 24 hours a day. You're lying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and uh, it was a mess. They don't like there that. Was a me- there was a message that just said, you know, package will be delivered to so-and-so local laundrette. And I was like, What? You know, not not like oh, we will attempt re-delivery or or something. But no, no, your package is is going round and round in some washing machine in a laundrette, um, <laughs> and, and angry angrily threw it into a washing machine. So I I complained bitterly at them. And, and to be fair, my street is being dug up at the moment, but that doesn't mean I'm not in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it means you can't get out yeah that's I, right i I, sus- I suspect what it means is that the driver took one look and said well sod that i'm not parking and walking <laughs> back to this place so plus just- i really need to do my laundry yeah mm-hmm. um I, and then it was like you know go down to the laundrette and you'll need some government issued id to get your parcel back so i went to the laundrette and i said i'm looking for a parcel and they just handed me it so <laughs> Did you check if it was what you had ordered and not, say, a package of heroin? <laughs> well, um, it might be the stickers might be coated uh, oh, okay. in something. If you lick them, something interesting might happen. <laughs> um, Don't but, do drugs, but, kids. Yeah. Yes. I had a uh, I had a s- s- sort of somewhat similar experience this week too. I uh, was expecting a package from UPS, and of course, it was supposed to come on Thursday, and and I, you know. <laughs> I stupidly went out and walked the dog for 15 minutes. And of course that's when they came and delivered the package. And it was like early, it was like eight 30 or something that I took the dog out. And I thought there's no way they're coming at eight 30. Well, they and sit there and they, they wait come at like they four. Watch, right. John? Right. Yeah, they, so. they, yeah. they sit in their unmarked vans across the yeah. road from you. Wait for you to go out. It's this game so, to them. So I go, I walk the dog, I come back and there's a notice on the door and I'm like, Oh crap. And, uh, and then they say, okay, so this was the interesting part. Um, they said that they were going to deliver it to a locker. 
mm. um mm. at a 711 <laughs> so i guess i guess they have like this thing like they they're like you know much like amazon has lockers like there's there's a locker amazon locker at the safeway here um the ups now has these lockers at the 711s um but the thing that's hysterical is they don't work very well so i kept i kept checking on checking the the status online and it said we'll deliver to this locker tomorrow so friday Friday comes around. It's supposed to be delivered by ten thirty. Like uh, delivery was not was not made. <laughs> like like okay, we'll try it, and then they'll try again on Monday. I'm like oh great, okay. So I wait until Monday. Delivery not made. <laughs> like are you kidding me? So I finally call them, and then you know they say, well okay, so it's gone back to like the depot, so you can pick it up at the depot after three o'clock. So I go over to the depot and I and I get the thing and I'm talking to them and and like and the, the woman who was trying to deliver it said she went you know she took it over to the to the locker and scanned it and it rejected it <laughs> so <laughs> so she couldn't she like could not put it into the locker system um we've all been there rejected by a yeah, locker it's high school right. all over so again. they have they have these locker systems but they apparently don't work for putting things in she said while she was there someone picked up their package and that part worked fine <laughs> This all could have been avoided, guys, if you just let Amazon deliver packages to the trunk that, of your car. You see, I, that was where I was going. I'd written that down. Um, well, yeah, I, I was reading I'm much, that story. I'm, much, I'm a little bit more likely to do that than my front, you know, inside my front door. Yeah, well, you know, we know you live in your car, so it's fine. <laughs> so is, it, is the trunk not your front Six door? Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Just depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Um, I, so the story, the thing about that story that got me was I was reading it and this said, uh, in car delivery, you know, uh, no extra hardware needed. I was like, what? Uh, but apparently this is via like connected car platforms like OnStar and things like that. Um, apparently they can, they've had for years the ability to remote unlock the car. Um, but they can remote unlock specific bits of it, like just the trunk. See how I translated that? Um, <laughs> if you can get into the trunk of a car, you can probably get into the rest of the car. I'm well, just throwing that out there. Well, that's what I thought. You know, it's and you're going to find some Amazon delivery person in your trunk the next <laughs> morning. I, again, this is just I, I don't trust them. I mean, I, the fact that I bought a car that doesn't have any online connected car smarts uh means that this won't work for me but i'm kind of glad that that means random uh amazon people can't unlock my car yeah i mean i'm just gonna go out on a limb here with this i realize we're supposed to always be enthusiastic about technology because you know it's the progress (laughs) of the human race and blah 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 but i feel like technologically we invented locks for a reason and that now we're just undoing all our good work. Like if if we felt like that level of trust, we just wouldn't have locks on our doors or our you know to our houses or our cars in the first place. <laughs> well, it, it's the fact that you know we'll we'll have all these locks on our cars and our, our houses and whatever, and it'll all be connected, and then some government program will um, magically be given the ability to unlock all our stuff. Uh, this is my fear. Well, I mean, that's uh, kind of what the government wants for your phone, right? Like, well, it, that's kind of where I was going yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't like the idea of my back door having a back door. <laughs> I mean, that's called <laughs> is that, a, is that, that a where, euphemism. Isn't that where the dogs come in? <laughs> <laughs> that's just a so, dog door. That's how that works. So, like a little 
we want an Amazon flap uh, in our door. Maybe it's like a, a post box or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we just have the lockers outside of our houses? So <laughs> why don't we build these like centralized locations of goods that we can travel to and exchange <laughs> currency for products? Well, I'm really looking forward to when I have to have a fake apartment inside my apartment for Amazon to deliver stuff to. <laughs> you should just just live in an IKEA. Well, I'm going to live in a panic room inside just my apartment. <laughs> yeah, my apartment's too small to have a panic room, so. It's all panic room, really. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you know, you will see what you've done. Yeah, you've disrupted panic rooms. Yeah, any any apartment can be a panic room if you panic enough. Mm-hmm. That's my feeling. <laughs> if, you, if you put enough locks on the door. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's pretty much where I am. So, uh, <laughs> Good for you. What's going on this week? Anything? Uh, Flickr. Flickr! Yeah, Smug Mug. Flickr was bought by who, Smug Mug. Who, who are Smug Mug? I saw this story and I was like, like I have not heard photo, of these people. They're a photo yeah, no one, no one had heard of them. <laughs> oh, I, I had heard of them. They've been around had for you a really? while. I, did, oh, I yeah, had not heard absolutely. of them. I, but a lot I of people, it, yeah. it wasn't just me. I thought it was just some kind of Bay Area Macintosh user group. <laughs> <laughs> a really, really obnoxious Macintosh users. <laughs> who judge everyone. Very who, superior. <laughs> if you haven't had a Mac since like 1984, you're just not like. That's right. Join. You cannot be in the club. So they've been around. They've been around since 2002. Um, and they were basically a photo, like image hosting and photo sharing service. And I feel like the reason I knew them, I think, was because they like it was one of the places that people often got prints from. Um, in terms of like you could upload your photos and then order right. prints and stuff like that and shares. But like I, I, they've been around for a while. They are. I feel like they are fairly well regarded in terms of the, um, you know, photo sharing game. But they never got to like huge viral level. In part because, as the Wikipedia entry on them points out. Um, when they started, they did not take VC funding. They basically just ran it. It's like a family business that they ran out of their home. Um, so it's an interesting move there because from the the perspective of, I, I really hate even saying the word Oath, which <laughs> is not a good company name, um, but is what used to be Yahoo, I guess, uh, or at least the part of Yahoo that is bought by Verizon. Very confusing. Um, it seems like they're just selling off for parts, right? So at least somebody yeah. bought Flickr who is interested well, in photos. Right. I don't know. I feel like it can't get much worse. Right? Sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if they come from a background of trying to do things right, that sounds good. But yeah. I mean, do they have any money? Uh, I guess. They had enough run... money. They used to. They had enough money to buy Flickr. <laughs> how, how much was it? Did it say? I don't know if they revealed. It. I did not see a number. So, you know. 20 $10. 30 bucks. yeah <laughs> yeah it was uh, i'm guessing it was a little more than that well it's I'm, like these things where you see you know um stuff being sold off for a penny because uh you've still got to do all the running costs and everything and people just don't want it anymore yeah um but yeah i'm hmm. not sure there's any news about how much it cost uh, some people have been a little eyebrow raising about like basically they just automatically uh, take your Flickr account unless you delete it before May 25th, I guess, is the date that stuff moves over. Basically just saying that then your your account will at that point be governed by all of Smug Mug, Mug's terms and privacy policies, etc. 
Presumably, they're going to keep the Flickr brand and they're just going to yeah. run it. I think they, they came out and they said that specifically, yes. Yeah. So um, Because there was some confusion because I think you get, like, you get automatically get a Smug Mug account. Um, right, right. But when the switchover happens and people were like, oh, they're taking all of our stuff off Flickr and moving it to Smug Mug. It's like, no, no, they're keeping Flickr separate. I mean, it'll be a but little you while. Just get, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it will be a few months, if not a year or so, before they actually tightly integrate those things right because it's going to take some time they can't they can't like turn it into a new product in a month no Mm. Uh, did you see the the one group uh of people who cannot uh really take advantage of this service uh monkeys (laughs) (laughs) no no that's news to me there was the well the uh ninth US uh circuit court of appeals have finally shut down the monkeys uh copyright thing um whether uh you know there was the monkey that took a picture of itself peter torque is very upset yeah yeah so uh the monkeys cannot file copyright claims has been the final um cannot own copyright presumably that's a shame Um, well we we know how this goes see many planet of the apes movies (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) it's the first step (laughs) first they came for our intellectual property if you give a monkey a copyright yeah so it's sad news for monkey photographers everywhere, really. <laughs> Bad monkey news this week. <laughs> and all of our monkey listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and the monkeys on this show. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, nobody should have given us intellectual property either. <laughs> uh, pay peanuts, get monkeys, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, okay, I have a question for you both. Um, what's Texas like? <laughs> You know all of those TV shows and movies that you've seen where they show Texas? It's yeah. like that, only more so. <laughs> right, okay. I've never, just... I've never really been. I've been I've to the airport, been but I've never actually to... been out of the... I've never been out of the airport. I've been to Houston, Austin, and Dallas, each for only probably smallish periods of time. Uh, I've driven spending... across Texas. I'm spending a week in Austin next week. Um, Austin is very nice. I've heard it's the sort of socially acceptable part of Texas. Right. Um, but I've only ever been to the Bay Area, so I think I'm going to get severe culture shock when I, I land, uh, land yeah, in Texas. I don't know. I, I, would the, say I bet the food's really good. The food is great in Austin. If you like tacos, yeah. you're in for a treat. I, uh, I think the, the plan is to eat barbecue every single night. Also in Austin. Yeah, that's not uh, a bad plan. That's never a bad plan. If really. you alternate between that and tacos, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Oh my god. See, now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I, breakfast. I There's not even lunchtime here. Um. Yeah, I, I guess I. Uh, well, we'll see if I actually get into the country. But um. <laughs> so, why, why are you going to Texas? <laughs> I don't know if I'm uh, if I can. Uh, not at liberty s- to say. Okay. Not at liberty to say, but suffice yeah. to say that somebody might be getting married in July and is having a very long, week-long stag do slash mm. bachelor party um, in oh. Texas. Ah, and ah, ah. A number of people you know may be there. <laughs> but not us, apparently. So this is just a really <laughs> long-winded way of telling us that we're not invited. <laughs> it really, really. Is. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, I, I was I was asked to sort of say, could you could you please not come because um, you weren't Ow. invited, and it's Ow. been made clear to you. Ow. Um, <laughs> Ow. There's Man, a, ah, just, why? What is this pain directly in my chest? <laughs> I didn't know you weren't invited. <laughs> Well, this is awkward. 
Ah, well. Um, but yes, so if, if a significant chunk of uh, uh, the Relay FM slash incomparable slash whatever uh, podcasting market is involved in some horrendous accident on a, <laughs> uh, a then- cycle powered mobile pub thing. Are you uh, like, <laughs> I mean, the line of succession clearly means that I get to take over if I'm not there. Yeah, I, I think you will. Uh, like, take and that's over. probably, that's one of the reasons why you're not. Invited. Yeah, I'm the, yeah, I'm the secretary I mean, of it, agriculture. It's like yeah, right. how, you know, you can't have the entire royal family flying on the one plane. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you need to be kept safe in the bunker mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or yeah, something. We'll, we'll just assume that's the reason. I, I mean... Yeah, I, I was not in charge of who was selected for this uh, venture, but it's good. All right, all right, I understand. Um, yeah, so uh, you can have Lex on to cover for me next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if he's available. His schedule yeah, is very busy. Maybe. <laughs> Let's not assume anything. I, I, so I was going to say my 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 chances of my the rumors of my chances of getting an iphone se2 keep uh keep improving mm, mm, this is true keep piling up the rumors although of you may my not chances. get a head you may not get a headphone so, jack yeah i don't yeah. care I don't, you seem to think that i would care about the headphone jack i have not used the headphone jack in over a year because so, i have airpods so you hate headphone jacks is what you're saying that's that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, it's I, funny. I'm, say, I'm saying I do not use them. I, I had this conversation with a few other people, uh, friends of my acquaintance who are, um, you know, they're not like in the tech industry, but they're not like untechy people. But they are to a person all still really annoyed that the headphone jack is gone, <laughs> which from the perspective yeah. of your, your average everyday user, I totally get it. I mean, it was the last sort of remaining universal standard that you felt like you could really rely on. Like I got a pair of headphones. I can plug them into pretty much everything. Um, and I do hate having to have a dongle for the headphones that I use every day. Uh, Cause I'm still, my daily wear headphones are still wired. Although mm. there was a rumor. Uh, I wrote this up on six colors that the, the headphones I do use, which are the cost Porta pro uh, there was an FCC filing that suggested that there might be a Bluetooth version of those coming. Uh, and I'm very excited about that because I like my headphones, uh, and I would definitely take a Bluetooth version of them. I I like the I've got the Beats X, and I like them, but they I tend to find that if I'm sitting like for an entire day listening to stuff while I'm working, they'll die. You know, like after seven eight hours or something. Well, so, that's, that is a while. <laughs> I know it's a while, but you know, I I I work. Um. <laughs> just keep telling telling yourself that that's fine yeah it'll work work he says as he gets his panda theme <laughs> stickers from a laundry um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you worked as much as you claim they would have delivered your package yeah, Come right. On. <laughs> that's right uh i you know i got a i got my girlfriend a pair of those beats x after talking to john and lex about them and she thinks they're okay but she has actually gone back to just using the standard earpods because hmm. she finds that when she listens to podcasts she finds that there's a lot of noise for whatever reason in the background of the beats x like yeah i don't know hmm. if it's just the particular know, yeah. podcast she, that she's listening to or what karen has not complained about that so yeah i don't know, I don't know. she has two she has two pairs of bluetooth headphones um the the beats x and then the these uh plantronics um and she basically just alternates so, yeah, yeah i think that's yeah, the plan one's, is one's charging 
And then when when the other one dies, she flips them. And, That's and, smart. Yeah. And she seems perfectly happy with that. And and like and can she would go through headphones like crazy because she'd get them like caught in the car door and you know all over the place. And now she just basically wears them around her neck like jewelry and they never get caught. Well, that's the problem is that my girlfriend loses the headphones, like nobody's business. And so she keeps like cheap pairs scattered like everywhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that's what we used to do. We used to, I mean, we probably spent, I mean, I would buy her new headphones every quarter at least. Yeah. And And I can't, that's why I can't buy her. Uh, I can't buy cat, uh, uh, AirPods. Yeah. Right. I wasn't going to buy her AirPods. She'll (laughs) She'll absolutely lose them. And because I mean, she really, I mean, like I said, she, she just keeps them around her neck all day long. Yeah, yeah, so, no, I get. I mean, you can get those little things for AirPods that basically give them yeah, a no, wire that's that connects no the two. Point then, right. why, why yeah. even have them? Well, no, I, um, I, I think the Beats X. I'd like them more if they had some of the other features from the the AirPods, like the sort of the pausing when you take it out your ear and those kind of things. But yeah, uh, generally, I like them, and you know, the, the they sound good and they they give all your podcasting voices a nice booming quality to them. <laughs> that's that's what we're looking for you mean lex right well it, it, it brings the two of you up to a kind of lex level <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, well, he's, he's particularly you. saucy today because of his package i think yeah right? i think that's what's happening here <laughs> yeah you know i've gotten several packages delivered this week and they've all showed up right on my doorstep <laughs> one yeah, thing we got showed up while i was sitting it was a nice day here so i was sitting out on the porch working and a UPS guy showed up with like a giant box. Uh, it was hilarious too because it was a giant. It's like you know several feet uh, by. It's like probably like two feet by four feet. And I was like, "What is in this box?" I had forgotten that I ordered a um, one of those anti fatigue mats for the kitchen for like for mm-hmm. standing on. And like it's fine because I understand the size of the fo- the footprint of the mat is enough that it requires a giant box, but it's also a box that is like a foot and a half high. <laughs> And so when I opened it, it was just full it's of like weird. the crumpled brown paper. And I was like, what? Right. There's nothing in here. It's like, can you explain to me what an anti-fatigue mat is? It's like the <laughs> mat you stand, if you stand at a standing desk, it's like a slightly um, cushiony mat. It's that a you cushiony stand mat. Yeah. It's a, it helps your back. Um, yeah. It's basically which is very weird. I was skeptical of these things um, at first, but I've got one in my office now and, and I think it actually helps a lot. It, it oh. It's a little easier on your certain joints and muscles when you stand for a long period of time. And I do know there are people who advise them in like the kitchen. Like I'm putting this one at the sink for what, cause we don't have a dishwasher. So I stand there and wash dishes a lot. Um, well, you do have a dishwasher then. Yes, the dishwasher. <laughs> dishwasher, thy name is me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I bought one uh, because the, it was one of the wire cutter recommendations. It was, on, it was like 30 bucks. So I was like, oh, yeah. And we have like a, a ratty old like rug right at the bit. You know, those rugs you put like next to your sink or whatever. And I was like, this thing needs to go. So we'll upgrade. Hmm. Well, I have an anti-fatigue chair. <laughs> sit in. Sitting kills, James, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, but... I, it's comfortable. You know, I'd rather die young and comfy. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, we um, can arrange that. Yeah, maybe next week. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah, right. That's right. If I annoy any any Texans. So, I mean, uh, before, I got, I got a topic that we should discuss. But before that happens, let me tell you about today's sponsor. Today's episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Udemy the largest marketplace for online learning. 
Whether you want to learn something new or just sharpen your skills, Udemy has an extensive library of over 65,000 courses taught by expert instructors. You ever find yourself thinking, I wish I could do that? With Udemy, you can. From web development to digital marketing to Japanese cooking courses, Udemy has something for everyone. While other online learning companies charge hundreds of dollars per class, Udemy courses start at just $11.99. Plus, each course comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee for risk-free learning. Every day, students around the world choose Udemy to discover new passions, expand their skills, and even change careers. Improve your life through learning. Download the Udemy app to learn anytime, anywhere, or visit www.ude.my slash rebound today. That's www.ude.my slash rebound. Our thanks to Udemy for sponsoring this week's episode of The Rebound. And James, I, I got a bone to pick with you for, for the immediate future. You're still okay. in the European Union. Yes. And the uh, Apple has had a tough week with the European Union this week. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, among other things, so they are now, I guess, supposedly paying back all the back taxes they owe in Ireland. Yeah, we'll see about that. But they've also had their uh, acquisition of Shazam investigated by the EU antitrust watchdogs, which to me seems a little weird. I'm not quite clear as to why Shazam in particular would have an effect there. Their argument was because Apple is like big into streaming music that somehow having Shazam is going to give them an unfair advantage over the likes of Spotify and things. I mean, I guess possibly because if you Shazam something and then there's buttons to say, listen in Spotify, listen in you know apple music and they just remove all the other buttons sure you know sure. that could be an anti-competitive move or something i mean i i somehow doubt that they're actually gonna do anything with the shazam name other than just sort of merge whatever technologies they're buying right um, right and the people i mean what uh, happens I, if they just discontinue the app and put the feature into ios or something yeah, yeah i mean is that anti-competitive i don't know i mean one could argue um, that is competitive. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, and there, I mean, there are other apps that do this. Soundhound does does music recognition as well, I believe, still. Yeah, my, I'll tell you my, my first memory of Shazam. Um, at Apple's developer conference, they used to have this uh, game show on the Wednesday night called Stump the Experts. Yeah. That. And one of the things that they would do, as you were sitting there in the audience, they'd be playing random bits of music. And uh, one of the ways that you could win a point for the audience was if you could name the songs and somebody stood up and, you know, rattled off all the songs and they said, uh, you know, what's your name and what, what, what company do you work for? And they were like, oh, we work for a company that's doing music, uh, fingerprinting, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I, I am assuming it was Shazam. And that was like the last time I think they ever did that round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, computers ruined everything. Yep. Well, I think yeah. I mean, it's like it's like when you have trivia competitions, they had to start, you know, banning smartphones and being really vigilant about like pub quizzes, like people using smartphones mm-hmm. to look stuff up. Yeah. People are jerks. Yeah. What I've learned. I mean, and my kid can't even he's not even allowed to wear an Apple Watch to school. Uh because people people make cal- calculator apps for it. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The um uh I do remember back in the day uh we had the graphing calculators that you could get 
um, mm-hmm. that you could actually run very simple programs. And a friend of mine made a program that was essentially like, I think it might have just essentially been <laughs> a text be- file or something that had a bunch of like answers or cheats in it, something like that. But I love that he always he named it not a math cheating program <laughs> 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 in a moment of brilliance. Yeah. Um, oh, did you did you see there was a story about uh, the Nintendo Switch having a possible unpatchable exploit in the bootloader that cannot be fixed in any way in currently shipping hardware? I did see something about that. I was unclear about what the implications of such a thing were. I, I think you can basically run unsigned code on the device before the the main sort of OS bit has started. And I think they had some, you know, proof of concepts where they were just sort of showing. I think somebody's shown like the dolphin emulator running on a mm, switch or something. Mm. But it, it's it's obviously going to be bad news for Nintendo, who seem to be failing completely to lock down their hardware. Uh, pretty much all of their major platforms have had problems. Um, mm. Although I think the PS3 leaked its master keys as well at one point. But yeah. Um, well this is good for people who like you know running unsigned like like emulation and stuff like that on the switch not so great right yeah it's the fact that you know this could lead to piracy and stuff which is clearly something that we're not endorsing but no um, absolutely it it's just a you know that they the nintendo the the uh, bootloader was locked down i think and they had sort of basically you know, I think that you do something to it and can solder like a hardware level uh, uh, write a read only flag onto the bootloader so that it can't ever be patched, and so that the unpatchable bootloader has a has a bug in it. <laughs> Good news, just what we yeah. want from our bootloaders. Yeah. Um, huh. Uh, the other story I saw, which was uh, fun, uh, uh, was so. Do you know what an air-gapped cold wallet is? I know what an air gap is. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 I didn't know. Man- I knew air gap as in not connected that's, to that's the internet. That's a place where uh, you buy your your Jordan sneakers mm-hmm. uh, in the mall. Mm-hmm. It's a store. But okay, you have- thank you, thank you, Lex. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, we had to be wallets, here in some form, right? Apparently, it's a thing for storing your bitcoins in. And uh, the uh, apparently the 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 approved way of hiding your bitcoins from from the internet is to store them on something like a Raspberry Pi that is sitting there, not connected to the internet in any fashion, and so nobody can get in and steal your steal your bitcoins from it. And <laughs> I stored all mine on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> They're always after me, lucky bitcoins. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Just uh, put them in the trunk of your car. Um, well, apparently, there's uh, some group was showing you could from a Raspberry Pi. Now, it's this there's a vast number of assumptions in this that the 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 idea is that if, if because this thing is air gapped, even if there's malware somehow on the Raspberry Pi, the data can't get out. But they were. Somebody had used the I/O pins on the on the Raspberry Pi, not connected to anything, uh, to transmit basic small radio uh, signals <laughs> that could be picked up uh, by some other device. 
and you know a, a reasonable rate as well uh just yeah so our our our, our mr robot uh future is coming true. well hold on a second if you put stuff on a raspberry pi that's not connected to anything and somebody breaks into your house and steals your raspberry pi aren't you screwed then <laughs> you know you're just looking at this with your old thinking i'm looking to or... exploit the analog <laughs> hole that's what i've learned <laughs> Well, I I don't know. I just like the idea of being able to sort of uh, transmit information off. I mean, I think there's things that have done this with like your using your speakers to transmit yes. ultrasonic yeah. uh, noises and things, or for people our age, anything over about ten kilohertz. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. So uh, don't trust anything. As my usual message is when I come on this podcast, <laughs> don't trust anything. That's my motto. On my coat of arms. Yes. <laughs> I would like to see that coat of arms. It's pretty great, let me tell you. It's just, so what's on it? Uh, it is a, uh, there's a book, uh, an open book. <laughs> my life is an open does, book. Does Dan have a book? I, I might have a book. Uh, there is a classic <laughs> it Mac. It also says, clearly. does Dan have a book? Classic Mac. Uh, there is uh, an X-Wing fighter. Oh, yeah, And sure. it says, don't trust anything. So that's basically it. Nice. X-Wing yeah, fighter yeah, rampant on a... That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, Dan, I, Dan, you have an you have an iPhone 10. I do. James, do you have an iPhone 10? I do. And uh, would you say that your satisfaction with the <laughs> iPhone 10 is 85% or higher? <laughs> um, I, my satisfaction with the iPhone 10 is 100% with the exception of the Face ID. <laughs> oh, I thought oh, you were going to say 100% with the exception of Siri, which is where That's I think that was going. Yes, because that was that was that was the result of uh, a um survey done by Creative Strategies that everybody like 85% satisfaction rate and like the thing that was dragging it down was Siri. I want to ask James about his Face ID experiences though because yes. I I feel I feel for him. I have a hundred percent satisfaction with Siri because I never use it. Um, <laughs> but that could also be viewed as zero percent satisfaction, just so we're clear. Well, yeah, um, but I don't have any ill feelings towards Siri because I just don't use it. Um, so the Face ID stuff—it's like Face ID works hundred percent when my phone is pointed at my face. But it turns out a lot of the time when my phone is trying to unlock itself, it is not pointed at my face because I'm like lying in bed and it's too close to me or it's sitting flat on a desk. Um, and it, what it will do is like a notification will come in and it will try and unlock because of the notification and just fail. Um, and just a lot of times, uh, maybe I'm just bad at pointing my phone at my face, but uh, <laughs> so many times. <laughs> James, you're pointing it wrong. <laughs> I, I need to like uh lay the phone sort of down uh like lower it down and then raise it back up so it rescans mm, my face and sure. i do that like two or three times a day i would say and uh yeah I, th I if i could have one that had a touch id sensor under the screen i kind of think i would go for that you know um, i i have similar feelings because for whatever reason I, as I've said up before on this podcast, I have trouble with it in certain circumstances. And something that I've noticed, which is a little unusual, is sometimes I find that... So there are other places where Face ID can unlock stuff, like when it's looking at passwords from your keychain, for example. And for whatever reason, those seem to have a higher tolerance, which seems totally weird to me. I don't get why that would be the case. But like 
things where it won't unlock properly, then later on, like, I'll be like, oh, now log into this app. And it was like, yeah, use Face ID, no problem. And I'll be like, wait, but you complained about this like two seconds ago when I tried to unlock the phone. Uh, maybe I've adjusted my grip at that point or what have you. Or adjusted um, your face? I possibly have adjusted my face. I, yeah. I still have trouble with... I always with... said you need to adjust your face. <laughs> <laughs> I still have trouble with um, certain, like... Uh, my sunglasses I know don't work with it, but I'll also have trouble with some hats. Like, it doesn't seem to like. <laughs> your, <laughs> like hats, hat your hats terrible. don't work with it. <laughs> is is this like a judgy version of the Amazon thing? It's the, quite possible that it, yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, the Echo look or whatever, where it's like, yeah, yeah. are you sure about that hat? Sir- Siri look. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, I'll be outside, and it'll be sunny like, outside, Siri. and I have to turn <laughs> take off my sunglasses, and, like, then it will do that thing where it's like, mm, no, mm, no, and I'll be, like, pushing my hat back on my forehead, and I'm like, guys, it's me, come on. <laughs> And so did you did you train it with the hat on? Originally? No, I trained it with the hat off. But it's oh, supposed to mistake. it's supposed to know. It's supposed to be able to learn. And I'm not wearing mm. a hat all the time. I'm usually not wearing a hat unless I'm outdoors. So I don't know. I'm still a little frustrated with Face ID. And you know, Lex has insisted for you like basically since I've gotten it that uh, my version is like a lemon. I don't think that's true personally. But I think I may have maybe I just got one of those faces. Mm. One of those unsecurable faces. Well, maybe that means that you're um... <laughs> unsecurable faces. Is that a, is that a Smith song? <laughs> Lex, I no joke. I just got texts from Lex Friedman because he's apparently listening to our live stream, telling me that my face sucks over my phone. Sucks. <laughs> so he has time he can... to listen to the live stream, but he doesn't have time to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's an interesting uh, priorities. <laughs> Yeah, what the uh, hell is going on over there? Is is this like some kind of um oh what's the thing where the you know like the boss guy goes undercover in the in the company to spy on it's, it's called undercover yeah. boss James. Let's like, that, that's it's not what, complicated. Maybe. What's the one where the boss is, is undercover? It? The boss is undercover. What's the name? Amazing race. It's the amazing race. Yes. Um <laughs> He says he's in between meetings. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. A likely, like, a likely story. Like the eight-hour gap between the meetings. <laughs> this is a feature we provide for Lex. That's really why we're doing the live stream. Well, it, right, it's to keep it, Lex, keep Lex in the loop. I'm, I'm just glad that we have a listener. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the listener count just ticked up. <laughs> Thank God. Well, if, if I promise to listen all the other weeks. Then you know it's the, worth it. All the time we'll and energy we spent the, making this happen is worth it. Seems the, like the least you could do. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you follow this uh, this Jason and uh, Gruber back and forth about keyboards? I did, but I can't this say that this I week. Was it, well, really it prompted like, me. So J- Jason posted a picture of his setup for, uh, or no, he he said mentioned something about his setup for typing in his kitchen on his iPad working on his ipad and um gruber asked us to see it i guess and um and then they got talking about his uh matthias matthias yeah. tactile pro, pro mini i think yeah. anyway um so i've been looking at that keyboard for like two years <laughs> and so i finally <laughs> prompted by that discussion i finally pulled the trigger but i and so did gruber but i i, I bought a used one ah <laughs> uh, ah uh. This is like it's 160 bucks. It looks like it's a nice keyboard. Jason says it's a good keyboard. Um 
And uh, but this will be my first like really clicky clacky. Uh, do you share an, uh, an office people. space with anyone? I my wife works at home, but we have separate. We're in separate rooms, and I always close my door. I was so. <laughs> after the court order. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, there was some there was some difficulty. <laughs> I, I can't do the there was some unpleasantness. Um, I we worked it out. I, I mean, I live in a small apartment for one, but the other thing is just too much, like so much podcasting where I don't want a clicky keyboard if I'm going to like quietly look things up during a podcast. Well, I don't have it down here in the podcasting den. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. some of us don't have a separate podcast. Yeah, see, what you need, studio. what you need. <laughs> Let me explain what you need. <laughs> I just have a podcast studio where Amazon can deliver things. <laughs> well, so yeah, so he's, so that, which leads us to a question about Jason. He's doing, he's doing that in the kitchen. Yeah, but I don't think there's anybody else around when he's doing that for the most part. Yeah, he, okay. he said okay. that he goes out in the kitchen, and then when his kids come home, he retreats back into his his lair. Mm, okay. I mean, I don't like the clicky keyboards. Um, I don't like the... It's the gonna the be, only... I'm going to be interested to see if I like it or not. Yeah, I mean, once people get into discussing switches and, you know, what color... Yeah switches it is it just sounds like some kind of vape culture <laughs> you know where yeah, people are like comparing I, I mentioned as I, I hung out i hung out with some friends on monday night and i mentioned that i was getting a clicky keyboard and somebody asked me what color are the switches and i was like i have no idea <laughs> but it, it's like you know how many coils have you got what just no yeah i i feel like i've saved a lot of money by not getting heavy into keyboards oh god i know it's yeah a pro- it's a problem and i i'm concerned about that <laughs> Isn't Jason half of Jason's garage full of keyboards by this point? It quite possibly. He has got yeah, have he, some he, kind of keyboard of keyboards, lending apparently. library. He looks like his his desk setup looks like a 1990s hacker film. <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of like 20 monitors, it's 20 keyboards. It's 20 keyboards, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh either that or like the keyboardist for the band Europe or something. <laughs> So uh Rick Wakeman <laughs> sort of style. I like that. I like that uh that look. So I should I should sort of cultivate a um techno sort of techno sound look, you think? Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. that'll mm-hmm. work for you. That's a real to winner. shave one side of my head and grow out grow out the rest of it really long. Yeah. Oh I, I fully endorse and this. Wear your sunglasses and your hat indoors. Mm, mm-hmm. Your face ID won't work for you, just I don't want but I but I have an SE, so I don't <laughs> <laughs> i do not care I, I like the keyboard on the imac pro i i mean i'm using the magic keyboard and it's fine i i don't get i i liked the older apple well, wireless well keyboard. remember remember i said my magic keyboard won't pair with my mac anymore i do remember that so this is my way of getting around that <laughs> you fix the problem by throwing <laughs> money of, at it in the instead time of unpairing all my bluetooth devices i'm just gonna buy a new keyboard <laughs> throw money at it solves everything yep Yep. That's how this show works. <laughs> Throw money at the show. Maybe you can fix it. <laughs> Wait, there's money? Intercom is the business messaging platform that does the manual work for you, automatically qualifying leads and scheduling demos. Their chatbot and messenger free you up to focus on the prospects most likely to convert. You can leave your pipeline to chance, or you can use Intercom. Start for free at intercom.com slash growth. That's intercom.com slash G-R-O-W-T-H growth. We shall bid adieu to the live stream. There were a couple people in the in the chat room for a little while. Thanks, chat room. You were great. Bye. 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 You always have to say that at a high pitch. <laughs> <laughs> because because most of the people in the chat room are dogs. <laughs>